Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, It's Still the Cross, featuring Stephanie McClelland.
poor childless Hannah was praying fervently that God would grant her a son, a joy which for years had been denied her. Eli the priest, without getting the facts, misjudged her and accused her of muttering in a drunken stupor. When Hannah told him that she had poured out her soul before the Lord, he immediately realized he had been mistaken. His insulting comments had been entirely out of order. We are often quick to condemn others only to find out that we have misinterpreted their actions. Since we cannot look in the man's hearts, we are forbidden by the word of God to express such hasty opinions. Mr. Jones picked up the wrong umbrella in a hotel lobby and was about to walk out with it when the rightful owner called attention to his mistake. Embarrassed, he offered his apologies. Finding his own way, he went on his way. The incident, however, reminded him that he had promised to buy both his wife and daughter an umbrella. To his delight, he found that a local store had them on sale, so he bought two. Just as he was getting into the car with his purchases, he saw the man he had encountered earlier. The man was eyeing Mr. Jones suspiciously. Seeing the three umbrellas hooked over his arm, the stranger exclaimed sarcastically, I see you had a good day after all. Many years ago, a young man dressed in overalls and work shoes entered an auto dealer's showroom and asked, Have you got 16 cars on hand, all the same model? The owner, noticing his dirty, worn clothes, said gruffly, I got no time for jokes, mister. Get out of here. Turning on his heel, the man went directly across the street to a competitor. When he received considerate treatment there, he agreed to purchase an entire fleet of cars. Later, it was discovered that the crudely dressed individual was one of a 16-man crew from a fishing vessel. Having caught a record quantity of fish that season, the sailors had decided to buy new cars, so they sent him as their representative to secure the largest possible discount by getting all the vehicles from the same place. We can well imagine the dismay the first salesman who lost the biggest order of the year because he miscalculated a potential customer on the basis of a critical first-glance appraisal. As believers, we should be careful of misjudging others. We must never allow ourselves to fall into the snare of respecting people merely on the basis of their wealth, race, social status, or outward appearance. Listen now as John Harris sings for us his beautiful song entitled, For Those Tears I Died. You said you'd come and share all my sorrows. You said you'd be there for all my tomorrows. I came so close to sending you away, but just like you promised, you came there to stay. I just had to pray, and Jesus said, come to the wall. 
Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for our morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, 
and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Jesse Nagel plays for us the flute, this wonderful song, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. A man who had been a fisherman for 40 years, had worked hard and saved his money. Finally, he was able to buy his own 40-foot fishing vessel, which he named Redfish. He was single and reveled in his life alone upon the water. He enjoyed being his own boss and was happy to be free from the many worries which other folks have. He said, Don't let anyone tell you that a fisherman on his own ain't a good life, because it is. However, his good life on his own came to an end through a mistake which he had made. One night at 9 p.m., he left San Pedro, California and reached his destination just off Catalina Island about 3 the next morning. It was cold and rainy, so he thought he'd get a few hours of sleep before beginning his morning fish run. But evidently, he forgot to drop his anchor. He locked his cabin ports and turned on his propane stove to keep warm. The next thing he knew, he had drifted ashore, was on the rocks with three holes torn in the hull of his vessel. He managed to send an SOS out before he went unconscious from the diesel fumes. The Coast Guard got his message. The men were able to make a hazardous but heroic rescue of the fishermen. The fishing boat, however, was utterly destroyed. Many people today are so busy doing their own thing. They enjoy being their own boss and being free from the worries of society. But they have not reckoned with the storms on the sea of life. They are constantly drifting without an anchor for the soul. Without a spiritual anchor, they will eventually find themselves on the rocks and apart from spiritual rescue, and they will perish. The Lord Jesus Christ left heaven's glory and came to earth. For our sakes, he let the billows of God's judgment roll over him. 
He rose again from the grave and now in the heavenly harbor is waiting to receive all those who will put their trust in Him. In Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 19, we read, Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which entereth into that which within the veil. Part of verse 20. Whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus. Is He the anchor for your soul? Or are you simply drifting carelessly on the sea of life? Listen to the medley of this song as Larry Grable, Bill Burkett, Dave Kephart, and John Harris sing for us, His Hand in Mine. You may ask me how I know my Lord is real. You may doubt the things I say and doubt the But I know he's real today, he'll always be. I can feel his hand in mine, and that's enough for me. I will
Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of Christ. On which day was the Lord Jesus Christ crucified? John chapter number 19, verse 31. The Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that the body should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. We're continuing our study on which day was the Lord Jesus Christ crucified. Tradition teaches it was a Friday crucifixion. In doing so, they still believe and teach it fulfills three days and three nights. Last time we talked about the sign of the prophet Jonah, Matthew chapter 12, verses 38 to 40. And the Lord's own words was three days and three nights. You have the testimony of the ladies in Luke 23, verse 54 to 56. You have the testimony of the Pharisees demanding Pilate for the Roman soldiers to guard the tomb, Matthew 27, 62 to 64. And just think upon what we just read in John 19, 31, the testimony of that portion of Scripture. Notice the words. Again, I hope you have your Bible and you're following along in John 19, 31. Notice the words, the Sabbath day, for that Sabbath day was a high day, but sought Pilate they might break the legs. Those legs might be broken so they might be taken away. The Pharisees, religious leaders of Israel, knew the body of Christ could not remain on the tree, the cross overnight, lest the land would be defiled. You do not die normally so soon from a Roman crucifixion. Hence the reason why they wanted their legs broken. They broke the legs of the two thieves who were crucified with Christ. They did not break the legs of Christ because they knew that he was already dead. The scripture was going to be fulfilled. A bone of him shall not be broken. Exodus chapter 12 verse 47. The reference in John 19.31 to a Sabbath day is not the weekly Sabbath day, Friday 6 p.m. to Saturday 6 p.m., but a high holy Sabbath connected with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Leviticus chapter 23 verse 6 and 7. And the 15th day of the same month is the Feast of Unleavened Bread unto the Lord. Seven days you must eat unleavened bread. In the first day you will have a holy convocation and you shall do no servile work therein. And if you go back to the testimony of the ladies found in Luke 53 verses 54 to verse number 56. In Luke 53, in verse 54 rather, the Sabbath drew on. The Sabbath was connected with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. They beheld the sepulcher. They returned then in verse 56, prepared spices, and then rested the Sabbath day. What Sabbath day did they rest? The weekly Sabbath. The testimony of the ladies only makes sense. Go back and read this. If there is more than one Sabbath, again, remember the Lord Jesus Christ is on the cross from 9 to 3 at 6 o'clock. So T minus 3 hours, a new day is going to begin. Is it the weekly Sabbath? That's those who believe on a Friday crucifixion would say. If you understand that he was not crucified on a Friday, that Sabbath was a high Sabbath according to John 19.31. Then you have the testimony of the Lord, three days and three nights. And there is no way to make three days and three nights from Friday, assuming this was the day of his crucifixion the Sunday morning. Robert Fade said these words, It was a Jewish belief at the time that when a person died, his spirit remained within his body for three days. 
Jesus had to be in the tomb for three days, not only to fulfill his own prophecy concerning himself, but to keep the Jews from claiming that he had not really been dead. Resurrection after three days of death proved to Jesus' opponents that he truly rose from the dead. Again, why? Because Jewish tradition, not the word of God, claimed upon these three, three days. Why did the Lord Jesus Christ wait then the four days for Lazarus to be raised? So no one could deny the miracle of Christ raising Lazarus. Lord Jesus Christ could have raised Lazarus, or excuse me, he could have healed Lazarus long distance. He did not have to be physically present. Lazarus dies. But he had said that his sickness is not only death, but to the glory of God, and that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. John eleven four. In John chapter 11, verse number 39, Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh, for he had been dead four days. And Jesus saith unto her, verse number 40, Said not I unto thee, that if thou wouldst believe, that thou should see the glory of God. And then he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. They, they could not deny that this was absolutely a miracle. John chapter 12, verses 9 through verse 11. Much of the Jews therefore knew that he was there. They came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death. Now they want to kill Lazarus. And again, remember, Lazarus did not get a glorified body. Lazarus would die again. Why did they want to put him to death? Because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. John twelve eleven. Why did they believe? Because he had been passed the three days. It was a miracle. And then, of course, we're going to have then the Lord Jesus Christ's own resurrection. And we're going to talk upon the, the Pharisees and the chief priests dealing with Pilate to get Roman soldiers. They were concerned about the third day. So on what day was the Lord Jesus Christ crucified? Lord Jesus Christ was not crucified on a Friday, but he was crucified on a Wednesday. Thus he fulfilled the prophecy of Jonah, and he fulfilled his own words and prophecy three days and three nights. It is so important not just to accept what tradition teaches. We know what tradition teaches. We know what they talk about Good Friday. But the fact remains, the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. He was buried. He was placed in a sepulcher. And he rose again. We just celebrated Easter. And so we rejoice in that. And we rejoice of his resurrection. He bore the sins of the whole world. He died for you. He died for me. If you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to trust him right now. Right where you're at before it is eternally too late. Won't you believe and trust him as your Lord? listening to Joy in the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus, make the good news, share the song
Jesus is my name.